Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Supermama Sisterhood. Sisterhood. Hello. Hello. <laughs> What's up, Bricia? Hi, Supermama. How's everybody? Uh, everybody as in like myself, my child, and my husband. Great. We're healthy. So I'm happy. Uh, I am almost there. Almost there. Almost there. I'm just waiting to hit that 37-week mark to feel like, like okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought last week you said you were ready. But now you're waiting. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm like, I've cleared like the zone. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I've reached full term. (laughs) And then you have like, but then you still have three weeks to go to hit 40 weeks. But I know like a 37. Yeah, but I know like a 37, you're full term. So I'm like, great. Just one day at 37, like, I feel like I'm in full term. How much ready to go for 37? Uh, Three weeks. I'm oh, wow. 34 weeks when we're recording this. I'm 34 weeks. So, um, and I'll be 30, actually be 35 weeks in about three days. So I'm like, okay, I am almost at that point where I'm like, oh, I just want to get to 37 weeks. So I know I've cleared, I've, I've hit the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I saw you, uh, I saw you a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look tired, you look tired and you're already walking like a little pinguinito. Um, I am, I am, I am, I am definitely waddling. I am definitely running out of air. That's why I, I don't talk as much in the interviews. I'm like, <laughs> like I can I just get like one sentence in? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, um, Tia told me, she was like, oh, but her stomach is not that big. I'm like, yeah, Tia, but she's so skinny. Like, and then so she's not used to carrying that around, you know? <laughs> I think, and I think, you know what it is too? I think it's kind of like, um, you know, I've been working out through this entire pregnancy. I was very, uh, uh, I was very intentional about taking care of my body and eating well. Um, and I mean, I, I wasn't like a hundred percent or anything, you know, but I, I was very intentional. So I think because, because I still get up in the mornings, like now I'm only doing like three to four times a week and working out. And because, you know, I'm not, you know, huge. I think I deceive a lot of people that are close to me, yeah. AKA my husband and Thea, <laughs> right? Like, and my son, because sometimes like, like in the eat, like past four o'clock, like I can't, I don't want to yeah. get up. Like yeah. I don't want to get up. I don't want to walk. Um, and I think because of these things, because I'm, and because I was always on the go and I'm always yeah. very like that. It's like, it's harder for people to understand. Like I physically cannot move. Like yeah. I physically cannot like breathe. Uh, it's hard for me to breathe. It's hard for me to go to the, go to the bathroom. Like once I'm sitting down past four or five like it's hard for me to walk yeah and it also gets you in a bad mood because you are used to being so like on the go that you can not you know what for me no for me it's like I'm totally fine chilling it's like (laughs) I think it's just like the frustration and nobody understands me yeah I like (laughs) you know what I mean like that 
Well, yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't think men understand no, that, like, know. like it act like no, I can't. I'm sorry, like no, I can't get up and get water. You have to get water for me, you know. And it's like I know that, you know, I, I'm yes, I'm still getting up in the morning and going on my bike, but like I'm sitting down on this bike. I'm not going for a twenty mile run, you know. <laughs> I know. I mean, but I mean, it, I think it's like in in ratio. Also, my bike. Also, my bike rides are like 15 minutes. It's not like I'm in the bike for an hour. <laughs> They're like, see, you're still doing things. Come on, cook. Give me this. Give me that. No, no, no. You're already <clears throat> They should be taking care of you. They should be massaging your feet every day. Should, should. Everything's like a should, right? Like the world should be a better place. Yeah, it should. There should really be world peace. There the should be world peace. Pandemic should be over by now. Yeah, it really should. Like, there's so many shoulds in this world that I don't even believe in them anymore. I'm like, yes. People should be wearing their masks. <laughs> yes, people should wear their masks. People, people should social distance. <laughs> people should let should move out the way when a pregnant woman is walking down the market with a mask on. They should. They should. People should let pregnant women go first on the market. You know, I feel like the one they thing don't. that I that I, uh, that I do feel like you missed out on a lot is that when I was pregnant, I would juice up everything. Like when I was, I would go and walk around somewhere. I'd be like, I can't move. You do it for me. Like you, and then they would, cause they would see me pregnant. Well, you know, see, that's what I'm saying. people like you fuck it up for the people who actually need help. Cause they're like, <laughs> no, I no, know, but you know, what? Oh, I, no, no, like, I know, I know. Allowing people to help me, but no, now there's no, nowhere to go and people are not allowed to be close to you. So then no, it's not even about, so I was at the store. I was at Fresco. If anybody, like, if, if you're listening to the show and like, you're that person, <laughs> there was this woman in front of me wearing a Oaxacan dress and a woman who should not be wearing a Oaxacan dress, I shall say, was right in front of me. And I was, and I didn't get a cart because I tried to not get carts when I don't need them because, you know, I'm like afraid of germs in the carts. Yeah. I have my mask on, you know. I'm like breathing heavily. This is after work, but I'm craving a freaking watermelon like a crazy person. Like I just want watermelon. I know they're on watermelon at home. Um, so I stopped by to get watermelon and cookies. <laughs> so I'm carrying like this big watermelon. I'm carrying cookies, and I think I'm carrying like one more thing. I forgot what I chip chips. That's what I had in my hand as a pregnant person. Watermelon, cookies, and chips. That's it. I didn't have a cart full of like groceries. And there was like two reg one register open, so I had to make line. And this woman looks at me, and she's just like, has all the stuff in her in her car, and just goes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, for real. I I I like wanted to. I like. I think if it wasn't for social distancing, I would totally like gonna be like, you know what? Next time you see a pregnant woman behind you at the checkings at the check stand. The right thing to do is to give her, like, to let her go. I literally have three things. You should have pulled out your phone and record her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I should have, yeah, well, I told her this. And take that dress off. <laughs> I wanted to do that so bad. And in my mind, you know, I felt like I was in the sitcom. I don't know if you watch Insecure. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. it like it plays out and then you're like and then she comes out she's like it didn't really happen no that's really that's literally what happened to me like in my mind i played the entire thing out she looked stupid she wanted to cry yeah i threw the watermelon at her i recorded her i posted her on instagram people were like yeah preach yeah 
And then you reality. came in and then she <laughs> reality just behind. <laughs> the reality, I was just standing there with my watermelon, my chips and my cookies waiting for oh my turn. God. Life is so yeah. But you know what? Yet the people right next like next to me, they were like, do you want to go in front of me? But by that time, I, I was already in my turn. I was like, oh, you're so sweet. Like, no, thanks. Go ahead. Like, But thank you. Thank you, my peeps. Thank you, you brown people. You know what's thing, up. But like other people. <laughs> yeah. Someone else should have offered to go in the front 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm telling you, life is so freaking weird right now. Everybody's being mean to each other. People... It's not being mean. That's just like... I no, think I'm not saying you. Inconsider. I'm saying her. Oh, no, her. Yeah. Yes, not you. Her. Mean. I don't think she was being mean. I think she was being inconsiderate. Well, yeah, exactly. If I would have said something, if I would have said something, then I would have been seen as a mean person. Like, I was attacked by this woman who <laughs> thought could have got in front of me because she was pregnant. Like, now I have to worry about pregnant people too? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't want to be that person. I know. I know. People are, that's why I'm just like, I keep making my casa mejor. I just deal with my kids and that's <laughs> Let me know when the world goes back to being less crazier than now. <laughs> it's just like so much craziness out there right now, you know? So much crazy. Uh, anyway. Talking about craziness and not going crazy and staying grounded. <laughs> we have a really good guest today. Yeah, talking about not getting to a fight <laughs> at a grocery store. <laughs> we have a, a really good guest today. Um, we've been trying to get her on the show for a while, um, but I think it, you know, like we always say, everything happens. The world, the world kind of comes together. I realize not to fight the world, just go with the flow. You know, the other day, just be a good person. Look, be a good person. Wear a mask. Social distance. Wash. Social your distance. Wash your hands. Fight for social justice. Have common sense. Drink water. And the world. Drink water. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and the world would. In, you know, the world will lead, will take you where you need to go. Just, please, you know. Please. Please, guys. Please. Yeah. Anyway, um, this week we have Cosmic Christine. Christine Gutierrez is a Latina <laughs> licensed psychotherapist, life coach, and expert in love addiction, trauma, abuse, and self-esteem. She has a bachelor's degree from Fordham University in human behavior and development and a master's degree from City College of New York in mental health counseling with a focus on community and prevention. Through her work, Christine offers private coaching and transformational retreats such as her annual Diosa retreat in Puerto Rico, as well as the Diosa tribe, a global community where like-hearted women come to heal, rise, and lead. She has been featured in Time Out New York, Latina Magazine, Yahoo Health, Ebony, Cosmo for Latinas, Huffington Post, and more. And she just published her new book, I Am Diosa. Get her book, follow mm-hmm. her, and learn a lot from her. Without further ado, here is an interview with Cosmic Christine. Hey, Susan Ramas, Paulina and Brisa here. We just want to remind you to rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, have you seen us rocking our Super Mama swag? Well, we want you to join in. Use promo code SMPODCAST at checkout on supermamas.com slash swag for 15% off your next order. Again, that's code SMPODCAST on supermamas.com slash swag 
for 15% off. Okay, now back to the show. Hi, Christine. Hola. Como Welcome to you? the show. Thanks for having me. Fun to be here. Of course, of course. Welcome to Super Mamas. So, how, oh, well, first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you connecting from? Because, you know, now with this technology, we're connecting from all over. Uh, where are you connecting from? How are you holding up? Are you in quarantine? Who are you quarantining with? How's I life? <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm in Puerto Rico right now, okay. and we live here. So we we actually, we bought a house, my husband and I, uh, at the beginning of, like, when we got locked down in quarantine because of COVID, we signed the day before everything went to shit. So we didn't know that that was going to happen. So it was like perfect timing in a way because we're in, we're in the country. We bought a farmhouse um, in Cedra. Oh, Puerto so Rico. awesome. Yeah. So that was a blessing in disguise because um, being in the city, um, you know, I, I mean, you do what you have to do, but it was a blessing to be able to come here during this time. And it's been, it's been a little bit, you know, funky. It's been ups and downs and all the feelings in between, but uh, I've been sitting with, you know, the, the mixture of, wow, we have to stay in this, you know, in the house again, we have to, you know, we have to deal with the mental health issues that come up with that, with the isolation, with the frustrations Mm -hmm. and just this new feeling that doesn't even have a name yet, you know, which Mm -hmm. is just like, what is this a mixture of shock and grief and uh, feeling lack of freedom. So it's all of those things while still being, you know, grateful for what we do have, because it has pointed me towards really recognizing the most important things, our health, our family, the land, I started gardening. So very long story short, a mixture. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the dream, right? To like buy a house in the country and move there and just grow, you know, eat from the land. That's what everybody wants to do. So kudos to you that you're doing that. That's Thank you. little by li- little by little. We, we need to, I think a lot of people are going to start feeling this call um, to get, even if it's just like, if you're in the city to plant more, or I, I think that things are going to start shifting a lot with uh, food in particular. Yeah, for sure. So tell us a little bit about what you do, um, you know, where you, where your Instagram name comes from, Cosmic Christine. I know you are a spiritual therapist and, you know, so tell us what, what does that mean? Yeah, so I work as a licensed therapist, but I combine spirituality with modern therapy mm. and Cosmic Christine, you know, it's funny. I haven't been asked that question I think ever in a podcast, uh, which is funny, right? Cause it's my Instagram name, but, uh, my, like my community back in New York, a lot of people will be like, what up cosmic, you know, like my, one of my nicknames, but I don't even remember where it came from. I think that I have always been connected to this kind of spiritual realm Mm-hmm. And as a little girl, I always was obsessed with knowing about the beyond the physical eye, like what is beyond the physical eye and how can we define God and spirituality? I was always really curious and, um, and interested in that. So I think that carried on and, and my studies in spirituality carried on. And that's where cosmic was born, cosmic Christine. So tell me what is, you know. What does God mean in spirituality? Tell me, because I feel like here in the show, we talk a lot about spiritual work. You know, we each have our own journey. I 
I think I always tell people over and over during these times is that if it wasn't because of my close relationship that I felt with God, you know, right now with everything happening um, and my pre-existing conditions of anxiety and depression, I don't know where I would be, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. And I always encourage other people to the same. But I think like sometimes people don't really know what that means, you know, to connect with your spirituality. Like, I think because of everything that we see, like on Instagram and everything, it's just like everybody thinks it's like this, you know, woo woo like thing. Um, So can you talk a little bit about what that means and what that would mean for someone that has no idea how to go about starting that journey? Yeah, I mean, I think it looks different for everybody. And I'm all about people finding a path that works for them, you know, like finding a God of your own, own understanding. Like I'm not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Right. I'm just here to orient people to say, to listen to that voice within you, you know, whether I call it the soul voice, your, you know, uh, you can call it your higher self. You can call it uh, the Holy spirit. You can call it whatever you want. Right. But anything that allows you to reach beyond the mundane world to get into the spiritual world. And uh, I, you know, I, I think it's interesting because we have this idea of, you know, oh, what is what is I think that it's a conflict right between these two worlds because for me, they go hand in hand. Like the world is so immense and magical that it is only through my kind of uh, understanding of something so big, it goes beyond words. And for me, that which goes beyond words is the spiritual, right? You can't really capture every single thing um, in words. You you can try to, but it's this energy that goes beyond. And it's the energy that allows us to, to know that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. For us to know that we have a spiritual presence that goes beyond this human realm, that allows us to be carried when we can't carry ourselves. And so for me, there is no kind of therapy without spirituality. And actually the word therapy means the study of the soul. Um, And the study of the soul is very different than the study of the mind. And so there is a, a, a blending and emerging of those two worlds in my work. But spirituality for me is having a connection to a presence that goes beyond this uh, physical plane. Yeah. I feel like I, I tell people that is finding hope. It doesn't really, you know, it, like you said, it looks different for every single person, but connecting with your spirituality for me means just finding hope, holding on to someone that gives me hope because hopelessness, it's what can really end you, right? Like when you're in the middle of like right now in disruptive times, like your life is, your life is just, you know, upside down. You have to hold on to hope. And I think that's, that's what I try to tell people um, that spiritual, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to look the same way that it looks for me. Like you said, everybody has their own path, but it's just, you know, finding hope on something and knowing that there's something bigger than you that you can hold on to. Yeah. And and for me in specific, there's, there's, it's, it, it is a spiritual presence. And then there's actual tools that you can do that are based on spiritual techniques and, and breathing techniques and mindfulness tools that allow you to tap into this presence. Right. And so uh, it, 
it, it's so helpful. And you mentioned, you know, anxiety and depression. It's like, these are, these are so common, right? Especially in the Latino community and, um, and indigenous POC communities in general, mm-hmm. we have higher rates of depression, um, anxiety, and I think suicide, um, as well. I'm not sure now of the current, um, stats I haven't checked recently, but what I do know for sure is, is that when you get the support that you need, both in the human realm, right. By mm-hmm. getting a therapist and in the spiritual realm, you're hooked up. And I think why mm-hmm. not, you know, get help in both realms because we need all the help we can get when we're doing this kind of deep soul work. Yeah. And how did you get started? Like what inspired you in your own life to go on this path, um, you know, and become a spiritual therapist, right? Connecting both worlds together. And also would love to learn a little bit more about your, you know, your spiritual self and how, you know, your path, you know, we already said that everyone's looks different, but for someone who just got started, maybe listening to your story may inspire them to follow the same path if it if it's of their calling yeah so i got started i say that you know i think that the divine planted like a little seed of that this would be the the calling because i do believe that this is like a calling for me it's not something that you know i just did because it was cool or trending or you know it was always in me so i always start by saying that because it's a very uh deep planted seed within my heart that I remember feeling, as I said, from a little kid with being very angry at human suffering. Um, and I believe that that path started there, right? Was me listening in tiny ways as a kid, as a teenager, um, to that voice of what was inside of me telling me, you know, this is not right with the world. Or, you know, I would make my mom stop and let me talk to homeless people and ask them, you know, what happened to them and what's their story. It was like, you know, a little therapist in training <laughs> and also very angry and outspoken about things that I didn't like. Um, and I felt very passionate about a lot of things that I thought were very wrong with the world. And, you know, and I, and I followed that call and that passion and that righteous anger and that feeling, you know, fast forward into when I uh, went to go study uh, my bachelor's in human behavior and development um, with a minor in philosophy. And then I took off a year. I studied some spiritual things, tantra, shamanism, energy work, uh, meditation, uh, priestess work. And I then went to oh, my wow. master's where I, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff yeah. in between. But I was really just doing what I found interesting for me, right? Because that goes back to, you know, what you were asking. I, on my own journey, was, Mm -hmm. yes, I had those feelings as a child, but inevitably I would come across my own trauma, my own childhood abuse, and I I needed to heal from it. I needed to get the help and support. So I went on my own journey to say, you know, how can I heal? Because there are patterns that are coming up for me that I am so sick and tired of. I don't want to replay these childhood wounds um, anymore. And, uh, And so that was part of that journey was, a combination of that deep soul call and also how can I heal myself so that I can be happier, be freer, uh, be healthier. What are some of the tools that you mentioned? Um, you know, cause I think what we are living right now, it's a huge, big trauma, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. This is, this is gonna have an impact for the rest of our lives, I believe. So I think now that there's a lot of awareness around mental health and spiritualism, what are some of, tools that or listeners can use utilize during this time 
to start coping or doing the work actually what you know what are what's one of the tools to do the work that one needs to do i mean i think the first thing that anyone can do that's listening is acknowledging the reality of what we're dealing with and what we're feeling yeah um and so that can look like wow it's been really a lot lately in the world i've been really stressed and overwhelmed i'm scared um things are really unstable and unsteady right now and that makes me feel unstable and unsteady and i I'm nervous and I'm nervous about my family or I'm nervous about my money or whatever is coming up and journaling, um, you know, writing down what you're feeling can be another part of this process so that you can really get it out onto paper and really see what's inside, right? Because we have so many feelings floating around and sometimes it's hard to manage them unless we speak them or see them or do something with them, right? It's like a house, you know, when it's dirty because you see the mess around you, but uh, usually, right. We, we don't have this kind of ability where you're having like this, you know, black smoke coming out or dust coming out of your body when you're having all these emotions, but inevitably it does come out that way, right. Whether it's in an argument or whether it's you being reactive or whether it's pent up frustration. And so, um, first recognizing and, and owning and naming what you're feeling. And secondly, you know, writing it out. Um, and then next I would say, you know, being willing to, go there, be being willing to go to those places that are coming up that are frustrating and get support, you know, get a therapist, uh, get, a, a you know, a coach, whatever feels right for you, but get support on the journey. And, and then last but not least, I think something practical that people can do is to find a moment of stillness. And that can be, you know, for me, it's something as simple as getting a candle, lighting a candle, lighting incense, something that is activating my senses because scent is such a powerful way to soothe or calm, you know, essential oils uh, are another great way, but essentially finding a still moment that makes you feel at peace, you know, and closing your eyes, breathing, connecting and asking for spiritual support. So again, you know, you're always going to hear me talk about do the practical thing, right? Do the practical thing and do the spiritual thing. And so uh, when you have those moments of stillness and you ask for spiritual support, you know, right now I'm stressed, I'm scared, you know, God's spirit, uh, Diosa, uh, angels of the highest truth and compassion, can you guide me to release some of my stress and show me what the next right action step is to do? And so when you do this, you open up that creative gateway to get downloads from spirit to be able to say, okay, I'm overwhelmed right now, but you're calling on a presence that's bigger than your fears, right? Because we usually can't heal that or, 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 um, see past the block when we're too in it. So we need some distance. We need to kind of become like this eagle that peers down and looks at this bigger picture so that you can then drop back into your everyday life and say, okay, how can I how can I make these changes? All right. You know what? I'm stressed about money. Let me go on that website and sign up for my, you know, uh, my unemployment. Let me mm-hmm. make one step and look at what I can sell on Etsy or on Amazon. You know, it's a lot action. of these things sound woo woo until yeah. you ask spirit for action. I always say spiritual spirituality is like super strategic because it gives you very detailed things on what you do next. 
That's very interesting. I like that, that it's not only doing the like the stillness, but actually afterwards, like action, you know, um, this was Absolutely. supposed this at the beginning of this year, we talked about, you know, vision with action and it sucks because mm. then we're all stuck. Um, I feel like a lot of yeah. us feel stuck right now and it's hard. Um, yeah. You know, there's something that really um, caught my attention on your feed. I was going through your feed um, and I know that you do a lot of work with people that have, addictions and mm -hmm. you know i think this is a specifically rough time for them because every all the traumas that you that a lot of people are working through um are just coming back and people are not able to go or you know um people are really suffering uh, through that so if there, i don't know if there's i'm sure there's people out there that are struggling with that at home and they're stuck with either the person that causes that trauma or, you know, like just staying sometimes not only like just staying with the feeling of, Oh my God, I'm sad, but it's like, I'm stay I'm, I'm dealing with the, with the, with the feeling of, I have a really big problem, you know, what do you, what are the kind of work that you do with them and something that they might be able to hold on to right now? Um, because I feel like that's a very vulnerable group of people right now. Yeah. First, I want to say uh, something to what you said about, you know, you know, it sucks, right? Like we had this vision with action for 2020. Like I, I watched this comedian in Puerto Rico um, and she was just joking how she was like, vente, vente. 2020 I'm so excited and like it's like the worst year ever she was like making fun of herself <laughs> showing her hashtags <laughs> of like best year ever and it was like yeah. you know not the case and that was our um, mantra at the beginning of the year <laughs> vision <laughs> with action <laughs> yeah so you can laugh right because they yeah. you know it's like we think that we're so in charge and I yeah. think that what I think is really beautiful about this is it gives us an opportunity as humans to be humble Um, that great spirit, that divine source that, you know, that the world, it has bigger plans than what we can think with our limited mind, you know? That's and true. so uh, we get caught up to believe that, you know, we can plan so much and we can do, we can plan. And, you know, it's a part of being a human being in these physical bodies. But with that said, mother nature is always in charge. The divine spirit is always in charge. And so uh, to me, this is a very humbling moment for us to be dropped down into our roots To be so able true. to say, you know, damn, like I don't have as much control as I thought. Mm -hmm. And for, for most of us, especially if we've gone through trauma, control is a big way that we deal with our defense mechanisms. I know it is for me. And so um, it's been a shedding, I think, for a lot of people to, um, I, you know, and I don't want to glamorize. Like the other part of that is, you know, with everything that happens, like, oh, yeah, you know, meant to be. It's like, yeah, and it still sucks, right? Yeah. So it's like being able to hold both of those realities at once, I think is really important. But um, I do believe that this is going to be, a, a, and I see it happening, right? It's a year where transformation is happening and systemic uh, issues that have been hidden are coming to the surface to be healed. So shadow work is going to be a key. And this leads me to the second part, which is what you're speaking to with addiction and, you know, and shadow work. And so there's the shadow work that we have to do within our own inner psyche, our own inner emotional terrains, mm -hmm. and the shadow work that we have to do within the world, um, in the world we live in. And so prior, um, and very, you know, uh, the spiritual personal development books that mostly we were seeing were very dominated by a white culture, white yeah. dominant male and female culture. 
And a lot of it was based on overly positive, um, lack of, you know, grounded, psychologically kind of based um, principles and just really spiritually bypassing a lot of these things, right? Like mental health and, you know, and uh, trauma or abuse, uh, whether it's internal trauma or collective trauma, right, from systemic injustice. So what we're seeing now is that, you know, you hit it on the nail that there's these, these, these pains that are rising to the surface. And I can't help but think that the world is, right? Like we are in Tantra, they speak about this kind of macrocosm and microcosm, right? So whatever is going on here is also happening in the world and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so there's this relationship between the two. And so what's happening right now is that we're seeing um, so many wounds constantly be brought up to our face and we're not used to that some of it is because of privilege some of it is just because of the way humans are and we're we get to be busy right so we're not locked up in quarantine we're doing our thing we're going to the gym we're going to do you know compra we're going to hang out with our friends we're we're taking our kids to wherever they need to go whoever has kids here right so all of these things that keep us distracted now we're at home we're like quarantined longer uh we're facing so to be locked up energetically in such a in such a time, especially for people, right? Like uh, I, yeah. I grew up in New York my whole life. There's small spaces, and that also has an effect on the psyche. So, being compassionate to ourselves right now, and really, one thing that I've been telling my my um, my girls and 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 my community overall is that we have to accept that this is new territory, which means that there's going to be a lot of unknowns. And so one thing that we have to tell ourselves with that is this is an unknown territory. Um, I don't really know what to do fully in during this time. It's strange. I don't think any of us know fully. Um, I need to attend to the things that are coming up for me, but it might look different than what it looked like before. So for example, with addiction, people would get to go to their 12 step meetings in person you know, I'm sober. I love 12 step groups. It's part of my path and you can't do that anymore. Right. So you have to do everything on zoom, do everything on computer, do everything on phone. And so adjusting and pivoting is not easy, especially for anyone that suffers from addiction. And so being able to speak about these things out loud and normalize them for people to be like, Hey, you're not alone. You know, this is really weird and scary and annoying. And let's find a way to make the best, uh, the best possible protective kind of barrier between us and our addiction. And if that looks like a Zoom call meeting, then that's where we're going to go to. And so for me, part of my work with um, addiction is helping people go back to the root, helping people look at their family history, helping people look at the, the ways that they've had to cope because of the experience that they've gone through in their childhood and their life and, um, and find new healthier ways to cope, find new healthier ways to deal with the, the, the consequences of the life that they've been given. Is that something that is specific for each person or is there like, here's some healthier ways to cope with that, that would apply to a lot of people? There are some, uh, general ways that can help, uh, anyone that's suffering from addiction. And one is realizing that you are powerless, which is, um, you know, one of the first steps of 12 steps anonymous is 
you know, I, I recognize that I'm powerless over alcohol and that my life has become unmanageable. And um, there is a certain sense of, again, surrendering control, right? You're going to hear this theme a lot, yeah. which is, holy shit, my life is a mess. Oh my gosh, I'm tired of this. I, I have so much pain that I need to make a change. And so there is that, that can be applied to anyone that feels that they might be suffering, right? Maybe some people didn't see their addiction face-to-face and in quarantine, they realize new things about themselves. But um, I would ask, you know, that anyone that is, that gets willing to recognize that maybe it doesn't work for them, that they're struggling too much and they need help. This is always a, a, a general one that anyone can do. And then, of course, there's more specific uh, kind of route to recovery for each individual person that's going to look different. But there are certain key principles yeah. that, um, that, that do apply. I love it. Thank you. I just feel like a lot of people are like going to alcohol during this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at first it was like, oh, I'm home. It's fun you know, let's get, let's drink. And it turned, it went from like weekend to like, oh, well, you know, it's Tuesday. I don't have nowhere to go to like more and more and more drinking. So I feel like that's something that I've been hearing just among more people, like the amount of alcohol that's being sold. Um, Oh yeah. I heard that. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, it, it, it hits a lot of, of a lot of women, you know, a lot of, a lot of women, I feel like also as a mom, sometimes I joke about it. I'm like, oh, I wish I could just like down a bottle of wine right now. Why, you know, after yeah. a whole day with the kids. But there are people that are actually doing that, you know, and that it's yeah. not, that it's gonna think have like long term consequences. Yeah. Uh, and I think being that. willing, being willing to see those, you know, kind of things. And even if it's a joke, it's like, yeah, you know, like this is a big part of the culture too, right? Like, remember that culture impacts how we behave. And, you know, yeah. big mom culture thing that we see is like, oh, I'm so stressed. Let me go um, have some alcohol to release it. And yeah. if you're a healthy drinker, there's no problem right? Yeah. having a glass of wine to like unwind. That's a healthy relationship with alcohol. But if you're doing it consistently and, and that's your go-to, I would say um, just as a stretch for anyone, right, is to try to find other ways to manage your feelings. And maybe that's dancing, maybe that's putting on, you know, some uh, reggaeton music and twerking at home. Maybe that's, you know, um, letting yourself, you know, try a new hobby or a new recipe, um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, but uh, trying to expand beyond the same go-tos uh, for your, your, your coping is always a, a good thing to try out. I love that. Yeah, I think it's just a combination of things, right? Even people that were not like, he- like I'm going to say heavy drinkers. I think yeah. the combination of everything and the stress and being at home, like all these things, it's just easier, right? It's just easier to go there. And not necessarily, I think sometimes it just goes unnoticed, like little by little. And then when you turn around, you're like, oh, damn, like I, you know, I, I had a told, I don't know, case of wine this week. I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it's like, I've seen it more and more and it's like very casual conversations, but it's like, wait, you just told me you were drunk like two days ago. And then you told me you were, you know, like, it's just like, yeah. and then combine, I think with everything that's happening, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I want to talk about it. So um, I know you are publishing a book. So yeah. congratulations. Um, it's out for pre-order now, right? We can pre-order the is. book now. It is, it is, it is. Yep. And you get so, some really beautiful gifts when you do. 
what is uh tell us about your book what is it about so the book is called i am diosa a journey to healing deep loving yourself and coming back home to soul oh i love that and that is what the book is about which is um how we can return home to our soul how we can return back home to our true self how we can learn to love ourselves in a really grounded way and how mm -hmm. we can remind ourselves that we are divine that we are diosa And uh, it is about invoking that divine primal feminine energy. And I say this in the book, but, you know, it, 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 it can be for anyone. I have these amazing Latino men that have been sharing that they're buying my book. And, uh, you know, straight, straight heterosexual men, my trans women, my gay men, my gay girl, like every single person can tap into their diosa because it doesn't belong to this kind of traditional, uh, you know, uh, definition of like gender. Right. Yeah. So right. Although, it's more of an energy, I guess. It's an right? energy. It's an energy. And so, um, while yes, my predominant audience are women, primarily Latina women, women of color, it is for anyone that feels called to it. And I'm so stoked that um, that people can read it because I think it's important to read from different people's experiences. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, the book really goes, it's really a, like a workbook and a journal. Uh, you, I tell people in the beginning of the book, get your journal out because you're going to be doing mm -hmm. a lot of work, right? Mm -hmm. I tell people, this is the book for people that really want to go deep and look at things that maybe they've been ignoring. Maybe they want to even bring this book with them to their therapist so that they can unpack some of these questions with their therapist. And right. so, um, it is a guidebook. And it kind of takes what I do in my in-person retreats with the Diosa retreat, which is mm -hmm. an, an annual retreat that I do. Um, this year will be my ninth year in Puerto Rico. And it's like a, it's a deep dive into looking at the timeline of your life mm -hmm. and through, you know, through meditation, through sisterhood, through energy work, through deep inquiry questions. We look at the past, see how it affects the present and see how you can make changes to the future, but not on a mental level, in an embodied level. And so I try to tra translate that to my best ability into this book so that people that are not going to be able to come to this retreat or not going to be able to come to a workshop can have a more accessible way to accessing this healing. And so it really does bring you through the past, how those triggers are coming up for you now, yeah. what that looks like in your relationships, you know, yeah. how you can learn to change that. And it gives you... Um, the both the practical and the spiritual uh support in every chapter I love what does a workshop look like with you like what does a retreat look like um a retreat with you and your group look like so when people ask me this it really is again there there's so many things that go beyond words this is one of those experiences where it 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 must be felt but it It's even like in the beginning of the book, I, I open with a sort of invocation. And, um, and I do that because it brings you into the energy. And there's something I say at the beginning of every uh, one of my workshops. We call ourselves back from all time and all places. We call ourselves back from all time and all places. We call ourselves back from all time and all places we are here now. We come back home to ourselves today. For however far away we have strayed, we come back home to ourselves today. And so this kind of opening of coming back home to ourselves mm -hmm. and um, bringing people into an energetic space of healing. And so 
it is a combination of, of meditation, of breath work, of, of listening, of, of crying, of holding each other, of rocking kind of like the divine mother I invoke and rock each person's wounds and hear their stories and carry their demons and literally hold them through that process so that they can face it with a little bit less fear and with a group of other badass diosas that are there to love them through it. And so uh, that experience takes people through uh, the root up. And so a lot of uh, mainstream kind of spirituality starts with the head and starts with this kind of like just the mind. And so my work is really about um, starting from the sexual organs up, starting from the root of the home, which is where I believe um, it all begins. I love that. I have a quick question for you. Um, If you were to look back at your childhood, um, what would you tell the moms that we should be doing for our children's now to, I know there's always going to be trauma. I mean, not always, but there's always going to be something for the kids, but what are the things like, you know, like you were saying, we bring you back, we hold you, we rock you. And that means in my mind, it's like, like a mother, right? Like a mom, like, you know, you are a child again and you are kind of like rebirthing. That's exactly right. For us that we have children, what are we, what are, what are the, I don't know, two things yeah. that we should be doing now to do that for our children now so that they grow up with that in their lives already so that they can be doing, they can do that through their lives? Yeah, I would say to do your work, to do your spiritual work, to do your soul work, to, to nurture your inner child that felt unloved, unseen, unprotected to look at all the parts of you that, you know, the little you, right. That, um, that needs loving and you become then the parent, right. The mother, the father that you needed. And so, um, giving yourself the space to do that work, I think is one of the most important things because what happens is, is that we carry those traumas through generations. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the more inner work we do, the less likely we are to project, to pass on those negative patterns that come not only through the way we are, but that come through our energy of, of how we show up in our home. And yes. so, you know, um, I, I think that that's something that we can all look to is giving yourself the space to work on yourself. And for mothers, well, although I'm not a mother yet in, with a, a child, right, I've worked with many mothers throughout my career. And um, one of the things that they most tell me about is this mom guilt that they feel. And a lot of times they're so busy doing so many things that they don't have time to mother themselves because they're so busy mothering that they're exhausted. I'm and so the last, mothers. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, I think that's shifting slightly. Now we have some amazing shifts that have happened in our communities with of women that are really, you know, doing a lot of different things, showing up for themselves, you know, taking more times for their, with their girlfriends, with their friends. But I would really highlight to take time to nurture your own inner child and create a dialogue. You know, it, it may sound weird, but, you know, talk to the little you. For me, it's like, you know, hi, little Christine, how are you feeling today? You know, what's coming up for you within this quarantine? You know, are you, are you scared? Um, and when you do this, what happens is you allow yourself to go to those spaces where you think 
that because uh, it's really the subconscious that's where a lot of your behaviors are coming from so as you start to go there you actually start to uh, heal those things that come up in the relationships heal those ways that you're parenting that you're not happy about heal, heal that short fuse that comes from you not taking that time to go to those patterns so I would say do that work and you will inevitably be a better parent because you're showing up for yourself in the way that you would want to show up for your child. Self-care, self-care, self-care. Oh, yeah. And I think it also just always goes back to this idea that, you know, you want to help people or you want to help your children. You want to be, you know, how do I get my kid to do this? And at the end of the day, I think like after interviewing so many experts and interviewing people like yourself and spiritual healers and um, teachers, we hear the same the same answer in some sort of way that says, well, once you do it yourself and once you do it for yourself, then it will be second nature to then teach your child. Right? Yeah. And like, I think, I think that that's a, at least nothing's going to be perfect. Right. And I think that's a part of this process, right? This is not about being perfect. This is not about we're humans, but how can we better parent? Yeah. Not how we can be the perfect parent. How can we better yeah. parent? Yeah. And that's only by bettering, ourselves because if you are not okay like if you're not eating well then how do you expect your child to eat well and you know if even something you know as 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 not minor but as something as like i don't understand why my kid doesn't speak more spanish well do you speak spanish you know that's gonna be a huge one for me i know that yep (laughs) yeah so it's like it's like the same thing right it's like how do I, you know, how can I be a better mom? And it's like, I, I've never heard it the way you put it. It's like, how can you be a better mom to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Like, how can you better mother you? Absolutely. And then once you do that and you feel loved by the inner mom inside of you, then you will feel more comfortable being a better mother to your offspring. But That's right. mothering your own baby and mothering, you know, your child inside is the most important way and I never heard it like put in that sense and I think it just it all kind of clicks yeah absolutely well I would love to join one of your sessions are you doing zoom sessions now with uh, the work that you're doing or is your you know your retreat still gonna happen I know it's yeah how can mamas get in contact with you what's next what um how can can we find your book how can we get cosmic all the things (laughs) um well, you can pre-order the book anywhere that books are, major books are sold. Um, and you can go to imdiosabook.com. And if you go there, you'll see all the links to all the places you can buy. And you pre-order the book right now and you get, if you're listening to this around, you know, anywhere from July to August, whatever, 2020, you get um, these beautiful gifts that I've made for you that you get straight to your inbox, a free meditation, a beautiful digital 50 page journal um, and activate your inner Diosa ritual guide. And so uh, that's the way to get the books and the gifts for that. And then to work with me right now, I postponed the retreat that was supposed to happen in July for my Diosa retreat. And we postponed it to October. I have about uh, two spots left right now. And obviously we're going to be watching health and making sure that everything's safe and we'll be keeping people's people posted as the entire world does just because uh that's our highest priority but the yosa retreat is going to be in october as of now so you can find out everything on my website christinegtv 
I Perfect. can't wait to go. I want to go to Puerto Rico, you know, uh, if not yes. this year, next year and just retreat in Puerto Rico. I've never been to Puerto Rico, so I would love to go. And then it's, it's, get... it's a beautiful place. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for being thank here. Thank you, Christine. Um, I can't, so I don't glad know. to be here. I, I, is that the ocean that I hear in the background of your home? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so because we live in the mountains, but oh, it might okay. be, we might, we might be the wind, the wind and the breeze. Yeah. But I mean, I just, you know, it's, 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 it sounds amazing. So, you know, you keep taking care of yourself and thank you, mama. Thank you for what you do. And, you know, we'll see you around. We hope to have you here again soon and good luck with the book. And I know thank it's going to be so Thank you, Christine. Gracias, Diosas. Bye. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And, of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast oh one more thing we want to hear your supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters calling to our hotline 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com very soon we could be featuring you on the show Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love and see you next week. Super Mamas!